This is a life-changing message from Abundant Life Christian Center in Newark, Delaware. More information about Abundant Life can be found at www.alcc1.org. Now, let's join Pastor Jack Miller. Let's look at Mark, Mark 4, real quick. Mark 4 I'm not going to read all Mark 4. I'm just going to go to 24 right now. How many of y'all remember the story of Mark, the parable of Mark 4, the sower soweth the word in the 14th verse? And do you recognize to me, that's one of the great parables. Yes, it is. Do y'all understand what he was saying? He's saying this. Listen to the pastor. Before I get going, you got to catch this. He's saying, if your heart is right, if your heart is right, he's saying, you can get anything. When your heart is right, that's how you receive. When this thing hits my heart, that's, <coughs> that's how I know I received. When, I don't, when the thing don't get in my heart, I ain't got it. See, that's why a lot of people got mind faith, but not heart faith. No, just somebody didn't catch what I just said. A lot of times we have mind faith versus having heart faith, and we're wondering, why isn't it working for me? Because you still got it in your mind, and you didn't get it in your heart. See, because he said, you're a 20 verse, put it on 20 on the screen. He said, I told you 24 first, but go to 21st. He said, I should be receiving. Some receive 30, 60, 100 fold. But he never said, now this is what he never said. He never said a person who received the word never received nothing. He never said that. When I'm praying the will of God, when I'm walking in the will of God, I should receive. If this thing gets in my heart, the Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. My mouth, what is my mouth saying? See, you can't hide what's in your heart. And so a lot of us are giving empty statements. We're calling them confession of faith, but you got to catch up. You got to meditate on this word so it gets in your heart. Somebody say amen. That's why you got to guard people from coming around. Some people you just can't let around. Why? Because you, you don't want your heart infected. You know, I said this real quick. I said this uh, um, uh, the other day. You know, Sunday I left here. I was feeling real good and uh, everything was going well. And uh, Monday I said, man, man, I feel so great. Man, look at me. Glory to God. You know, the next thing, you know, Monday afternoon I said, why am I throwing her? You know, next thing you know, that later on that night, see, that's when the attack is starting to happen. Are you with me? And I, and uh, the Spirit of the Lord told me, He said, you know, you still got to be careful of everything you touch. No, somebody missed that. See, because there are people that are carriers, and see, you shaking your hand to everything, and not releasing or cleaning off that was put on you. And then you allow that same virus to attack you. And when it contaminates you, it brings you right down. Somebody say amen. So you got to be careful. Look at your neighbor and say, I must be careful of contamination. Because my heart has to be, must be right so I can receive. That's where manifestation takes place in my heart. It don't take place in my mind. The battle does fight. I mean, that's where the battle, because the Bible says, as a man thinking, I'm watching what gets in my mind 
Are you with me? So that I don't allow negative thoughts and negative things to get in there. Why? Because if those things get in my mind, they can get in my heart. That's the central station where we start is my mind. That's where that battle begins right there. If I can win that battle of the mind, I can get this thing in my heart. That's why he told us, watch this, man, this is good stuff. That's why he told us we walk by faith and not by sight. We are going to see things that are going to come against what we've already confessed and believed. What God already said is so is going to come against. You know, you don't believe God for certain things. Yeah, how many does ever happen to you? As soon as you make that bold confession, Father, I receive glory to God. You don't pray. Then you jump up. And next thing you know, here comes a negative report. Amen. <laughs> well, I'm going to do it. You, you, I wasn't planning on it, you know, but I'm going to use it. You know, uh, the girl was standing back there acting, acting like she lost. Only some of y'all know what I'm talking about. And then she's standing back there, and they crowned the other girl. Remember? They put the wrong crown on the wrong head. And they called out, and, and Steve, it's all in the news. Steve said, and the winner is Miss Columbia. Miss Columbia like, oh, glory, I won, I won. Stop playing. And then he had come back. See, that's how some of your lives is. You standing back there, he done said you, see, whose report will you believe? He done said you done lost, but in reality, he's coming back to say there's been a mistake. You know, look, and then, and now. Look, really, in the car. Surely did, didn't man. The other, other really, that's the way you're for you. Man, some of y'all got that. See, you've been standing back there thinking you're the bride all along. But you're the bride. Somebody say amen. We walk by faith, you know. And then, and then when they call your name, step up, act like it's yours. You know, and matter of fact, sometimes you might want to go up there and no, look, read that thing again. You don't even give them a chance. No, 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 I think you messed up. Read that again. You know, didn't they mess up y'all? Yeah, read it again. All right. When it comes to the will of God, when you know the will of God, ain't no reason why you shouldn't be bold enough to step out and step into it. Your faith calls for you to to, look, look, faith calls for you to walk into things that you cannot see. Faith says you really do call things that be not as though they are. That's what faith really does. And faith says, I can do this whether I feel like I can or not. See, because God is not moved by your ability. Matter of fact, that's what that pride thing was all about, to get you out of you so you could get into him. Come on, somebody. How long shall I go without? How long shall I miss everybody else's boat sail in and mine continually I'm looking? Here's the day, here's the time. Mark it down. Stop giving up. Stop quitting. Stop giving in. And hang in there and believe that God's going to do what he said he's going to do. Amen. Somebody say amen to that. All right. Okay. Let's get back on the road. Is that all right? Reese double dared me. Amen. 24. Oh, she didn't double dare me. She said that's what they all going to preach. It just fell in there, Reese. Amen. 20, 20, 420. Look at this, y'all. This is you. 
Mark 4 and 20. Mark 4 and 20. I got to hurry her up. Boop. And those sown on good ground. Notice what he said. Good ground. Well-adapted soil are the ones who hear the word, receive, accept, and welcome it, and bear fruit. You got to welcome this. Ready to receive some. Now, notice he never said, look, look, read the whole thing. Some 30 times as much as was sown. What? No, did y'all hear what he just said? 30 times much as what was sown. Now, watch this. Some much as sown, some. Oh, somebody catching this. As what? Much as was sown. And some even. That looks different, don't it? As much as was what? Soon. So he says, see, you're trying to figure out the harvest part when you need to figure out. All you need to figure out is the receiving part. No, no. Did y'all mess with us? Watch this. You're trying to figure out how this is going to work. He said, just receive the word in your heart. It'll work. The rest comes in order. That's why you got to guard your heart. Somebody say, I must, I must. Guard, guard my heart. Notice what he didn't say in that verse again real quick. He never said when it hit your heart, you never received nothing. Nothing doesn't happen when you receive the word. Jesus says, he tells us as we walk in this word and as we receive this word, as it is spoken, be it unto you. What are you receiving? All right. Now watch this. 24. Watch this real quick. All right. Y'all all right? I'm getting ready to pick up. I'm getting ready to pick up stream. Now you get ready to get the foundation real. I'm, I'm trying to lay a little foundation for you before we get going in this thing. Mark 424 because we need to recognize who we are. Mark 424, please. Look what he said. And he said to them, be careful what you are. What did he say? Be careful what you are. The measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear will be measured of virtue and knowledge that comes back to you. He's saying, so what you hear determines what you receive back. Are you listening? And he said, the the thought, I I love this part where Amplified says, the measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear will be measured of virtue and knowledge that comes back to you and more besides will be given to you who hear. He said, if you're hearing more will be given to you. Somebody say, amen. Amen. I mean, y'all ready to hear. See, that's why you poke yourself. You know, when I was in Bob school, can I tell you a little secret? When I was in Bob school, um, I had to go at night, you know, and I, I had to work all throughout the day and my job was physical. And so when I got to Bible school, I mean, I had to run home. Yeah, I mean, I always tell people this. You remember Dagwood Bumpstead? <laughs> Y'all don't remember that old school. How many remember Dagwood? Blondie! Okay, lower down. That's when television was wholesome. <laughs> well, Dagwood seemed like he was always running late. And, uh, man, I would leave Pepsi-Cola. Oh, ooh. Wasn't supposed to give him a shout out. I was leaving there. Man, I would get done late, and I would get home. What was the time? About 
five thirty, quarter six, man. I'm coming in the door now. I got to be at I got to be at school at six thirty. Now I don't know if y'all realize you got to get rid of the stank. Yeah. And so sometimes I sometimes I be on the other side of six uh, six ten, six five, walking through the door, running, you know. And then, you know, I'm calling before I get there, turn the shower on. <laughs> Amen. You know, because you got to run in, you got to hit the shower, you got to dry off, then you got to run on out. Well, I got in Bible school. Man, that will, it wore me out some days. Some days I'm in there and, you know, I'm doing like that. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to lie to you. I was like this. And, you know, sometimes you were, and it wasn't only me because we were all struggling. <laughs> One fellow, he was writing and all of a sudden his pen dropped. And we were like, <laughs> Me and the other guy in the back, we was just bagging up. We was like, look, 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 look. He lost. And then he, I like the guy that always act like he wasn't asleep. And then I'm like, what you writing with now? You know, no, 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 no. Pick it up. Amen. But that thing came on me too. And so I figured out one way to beat it. And uh, this, it worked for me then. And uh, I would always take a whole pocket full of uh, mints. And it got so bad I had to stop, though, because everybody, then the, the other fellow that always talked to me, he would always go, seriously, though, seriously, because I couldn't do it. You, you know how everybody all quiet, and you're going, and you're like, oh, Lord, you know I need this. And he turn around and go, stop. And I'd be like, you he got you now. You may as well go here. But one of the things I had to always combat sometimes was fatigue. And one of the things I had to do was so that I could hear the word and get the word in me was I had to come up with a plan so that I had to guard. I said, no, I can't fall asleep now because if I fall asleep, that's the critical moment that God is trying to get something to me. So even here, I have to say something. I have to hit myself. If if you're here, you have to tell somebody outside, you might want to touch me a little bit. Amen. All right. Yeah, just keep you up because you don't want to miss it. Somebody say amen. All right, let's go on. Why? Why? It's critical what I hear. Somebody say amen to that. All right, let's keep going. Keep going real quick. I'm going to read this to you. This other part, man, this is also for to, to him who has will more be given. And from him who has nothing, even what he has will be taken away by force. See, if I ain't hearing right, things don't work. Yeah, it worked, doesn't it? Glory to God. All right, write this down. Christ's mission when he came to, came to the earth was this. And this is going to all come together. I know we started out one way. Now we're going to take a little, little turn. Amen. Christ's mission when he came to the earth was, was uh, I believe it was sixfold. And sixfold means this. It was, number one, to reveal the Father. The whole purpose, the whole purpose of Jesus Christ's coming to the earth was one to reveal the Father. Secondly, was to redeem mankind. Jesus Christ came. His mission was to redeem mankind, and we all know that he did that. Secondly, or number three, was to teach. He came to teach us the gospel and teach us the way. Amen. I have to recognize this because this is going to help me. And number three, or number four, he came to heal. He came to heal the sick. Amen. And number five, Jesus came to build his church. I'm talking about the mission of what Jesus came for. He came to build 
his church. Number six, he came to build his church. And number seven, or number six, wait a minute, did I just confuse y'all? All right, that's number five. Here's number six. He came to make clear, he came to make clear that there would be a resurrection. Amen. Number one, that he was the resurrection, but he was coming to make sure you knew that there was going to be a resurrection day. Amen for all those that believed in him. All right. Now, when we receive Christ, listen to this. I said this the other night, and I want you to get it. Now I want you to write it down. When we receive Christ, the whole purpose when we receive him, these are things that will happen. Number one, watch this. He's going to mold your character. That's important. That's important because, see, I can't live loose and walk by faith. And that's what we're trying to do. Amen. Now you see why I went to faith first, but now I want to take you around another way to show you there's some things we need to get right so that we can walk by faith. Somebody say amen. Walking by faith is just not haphazard. God is just not going to look the other way when you're just totally ignoring him. This ain't a switch that you can flip up and down when you feel like it. Come on now. All right. We got to get this. Somebody said we need to get this. All right. So number one, Jesus Christ, when I receive Christ, my character, he comes in to mold my character. That means the way that I used to be, I ain't going to be like that. Now, I'm, I may still have some things that are wrong, but I, I, I'm going to be working on them. So, so, amen. Does that make sense? I heard a, a, a story. Uh, the, uh, there was this woman, she went through the light. I mean, she was about to go through the light. She wanted to go through the light, but it was a car in front of her. And what had happened was, now watch this, the car in front of her stopped because the light turned yellow. He stopped, and she was hoping it went through. But you have, you have seen somebody do that, and they, they don't go through, and sometimes you get a little upset. Well, she got so upset, she was blowing her horn. I can't believe you did that. You know, she was saying some things she probably had no business saying, you know, because he didn't go through. And lo and below, when she was in her full rant, somebody knocked on her window. Do, 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 do. And it was, a, it was a police officer. And he said, wind the window down. And she's winding the window. He said, can you please get out the car? As soon as she got out the car, he, he put a cuffs on her. Threw up and rested. He said, and she said, wait a minute, what's going on? What's going on? He said, he said, I, I, I read your bumper sticker. And it said, what would Jesus do? And you had the little silver fish on the back. <laughs> no, y'all didn't catch it. You know, and you said, I believe in life and my life is filled up with Jesus Christ. And he said, after I read all these things and saw all that, I knew this car was stolen. (laughs) You understand what I'm saying? See, character on display. You see what I mean? Because he said he put the bumper sticker saying that if you're the person inside the car, ain't no way in the world you should be acting like that. See, that's what we're going to talk about today a lot is character. Because for some reason, we have gotten to the place where character does not matter. In the body of Christ, we act like character don't matter anymore. We can lie and it don't matter to nobody no more. But see, this is what you don't understand is that Ananias and Sapphire set under the same level of grace. 
the same level they died under, that's the same one you live under. So what makes you think you're getting off? Because, oh, I got it. Because Ecclesiastes 8 and 11, because judgment and sin, a judgment against sin is not carried out expeditiously. Somebody, the heart of man is set upon, set upon to do evil. Watch yourself. Somebody say amen. We want to walk by faith and not by sight. So my character is going to get molded. Secondly, when Jesus Christ comes on to my life, he's going to impact my belief system. What I believe now is going to change. How I believe is going to change. Now, I'm going to be real with you. You know, after I've said these four things, you need to look at yourself and find out, has my character been molded? Has my belief system been, watch this, changed? And number three, is my, has my lifestyle been influenced? See, because he's going to influence your lifestyle. Now you got to look at, have there been significant change in me? Or have I made some significant change? See, because now he's calling you to do some things. He called you, he put you at a place of holiness, but he now tells you you still must be holy. There's certain things you got to do. Holiness is not a religion. It's a way of life for the believer. We're still being sanctified daily. Somebody say amen. There comes a time when you got to get to the place where you're free of certain things. Hello? <laughs> I ain't getting a lot of amens on that. And number four, <coughs> Christ came. Thank you. Christ came to determine, thank you so much, to determine your destiny. He says this, I said this the other day. He said this. He said this, I said this the other day, that he says, you are the light of the world. And he says, a city. Now, I tell you what, go to Matthew 5 and 14. Let's look at that. Matthew 5 and 14. Amen. Then we're going to pick up steam real fast, okay? Y'all right? God is good. You are the light of what? Come on. Everybody ready to read? Okay, let's change it. There you go. Come on, try it again. What are you? What are you? So you got to light up the world. You got to hold up. Somebody say, I must hold up the light. All right. If I'm holding up the light, write this down. I must hold up the light in character. I must hold up the light in conduct. I must hold up the light in commitment. I must hold up the light. To consciousness of God, added one. Are you with me? Character, and see, because there's a problem in the body of Christ, and see, I'm going to, where I'm taking you is taking you to a place. I'm starting at a place so that you can get to here. Somebody say amen. amen. I am here, but I need to be over here. And the only way to get there, get here from there, is I got to do the work. 
Does that make sense? There's certain things that I have to do that was prepared for me by Christ. Now I got to walk in them. Somebody say amen. All right. Watch this. Keep going. So my conduct. See, there's a problem in the body of Christ. See, if your character's off, can I say this? If your character's off, your conduct's going to be off. Can I get a witness? If your conduct is off, your commitment to God and the things of God are going to be off. Don't lie to me and tell me you're okay when your character's jacked. No, your conduct's off. Your commitment's off. And last, then your consciousness, your God consciousness is way off the charts. Now there's no fear of God anymore. Are you with me? And see, when there's no fear of the Lord, I just do whatever I want. I act any kind of way I want. I do whatever I want to do. But God never called us to be that way. Somebody say amen. All right. Y'all okay? All right. There are five stages for change. If I'm going to bring change this year, next year, or whatever year to come, there's certain things that I have to do. Now, write this down. You got to get this. All right. Number one, I have to write this word down. Consideration. I have to take in consideration and consideration is the act of personal openness to look at truth. The whole purpose of I of consideration is I now look at truth. I now have to look at things that maybe I didn't look at before. Are you with me? That says I'm looking at truth. Truth is the word of God. And that's what I told you a while back. In order to fight this fight, you've got to fight with truth. Somebody say amen. Amen. Fighting with a lie will get you nowhere. Secondly is conviction. As a believer, there has to be some type of conviction on the inside of you that says the truth that is brought to me. By the Holy Spirit that that demands for me to make a choice. A conviction on the inside of me. Convictions that we get come from the truth. When I know the truth, the truth does make me free. So when I get a conviction, this conviction comes from the Spirit of God, comes again to convince me, to tell me this is what the truth is. Now, I've just set before you death and life. Now choose life. That's what he does to us. Thirdly. Is a confession. Confession. Confession is the willful agreement and acknowledgement with truth. Notice the word I keep using, truth. That sets in motion the power of God to change the course of life. The willful agreement and acknowledgement with truth that sets in motion the power of God to change the course of life. My confession now should really be what God says. Somebody say amen. Number four is called corresponding action. Corresponding action. This is the structured program of practical living through enforced obedience. To live by the truth. The structured program of practical living, corresponding action. The structured program of practical living through enforced obedience to live by the truth. I got to get to that place. Amen. Number five, consistency. 
consistency, doing the truth over and over and over and over and over. Consistent. You can look at me and say he's the same way. I know how he's going to do this. I know what he's going to want because he's consistent. Amen. I know he's going to be coming around here this time because he's consistent. Somebody say amen. Amen. God has designed you and I to worship him. Look at your neighbor and say, God desires desires for us us to worship him. him. And that means I give him the reverence, the respect, and the honor and all that I do. All of my being, I give him with all my mind. Write that down. With all my mind, with with all my mouth. With all my mannerisms, God wants, God wants us to worship. Amen? Amen. 